Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Don't Praise the Machine. This is episode number 71, and baby, we were born to run. That's born to run by the boss man, Mm. Mr. Bruce Springsteen. Born to run is the third studio album by the American singer-songwriter Brush Sprungstein, released in 1975. Hmm. And it was a commercial success, peaking at number three on the Billboard 200 and eventually selling six million copies in the United States. And I want to say that I'm here with my number one pod puppet, my number one pod pangolin, my number one prince of podcasting. Your name's going to be John Maloney. Now, John, you were in Adelaide this week, and it's the first time that you've been in Adelaide since we started the podcast. Is that right? Yeah, it is too. I hadn't thought about that myself, but you're absolutely correct. May I read to the audience yeah. the one of the drunk texts that you sent me? It's nothing particularly, but I thought it'd be oh. a good little kicking off point because I want to know sure. what you're talking about. You said... Yeah. Mimo got too drunk. Man, <laughs> man, I forgot how pretty Adelaide is. Yeah. The first one is just an apology for not responding to you the night before because I was uh, too deep in merriment uh, to yeah. compose texts. Um, yeah. Basically, yeah, I spent about two days there. It was delightful. Uh, I stayed in North Adelaide, which is a lovely little nook near the city and has lots of beautiful old buildings and lots of nice places to eat and drink and i spent most of the time probably most of my waking hours at the olivia hotel yeah um, which is for show sponsor olivia hotel show sponsor friend of the show olivia hotel for my money there's not a better wine bar <laughs> In Adelaide. I was thinking, actually, I was thinking, I knew you'd mentioned the Olivia Hotel. The Olivia Hotel is owned by a friend of ours, dear Simon Schumann. And Mm. um, I was thinking that if we we just make the Olivia Hotel the first show sponsor that we could do ad ad reads exactly like the ad reads that would be for cinema, for for like restaurants and cafes that are around cinemas. Like if you go to the Piccadilly Cinema in North Adelaide, they would always have (laughs) slides before the previews, literal slides. Like people forget this, but when you go to the movies, there would literally be a slide carousel that would play, Mm. that would just Mm. bring up an image of a restaurant or a bar or a local business that was near the cinema. And then audio would be timed with the slide. Yeah, there'd be a bit of like... Funky hold music sort of in the yeah. back. Doom, 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 doom. And then it would go, the Olivia Hotel, fun for the whole family. Why not pop in for an icy cold glass of Coca-Cola or a <laughs> piping hot cappuccino? <laughs> the best curly fries in town. <laughs> before, next time before the movies, why don't you bring the whole family down to the Olivia Hotel? Big old schnitzels. It's great family fun and entertainment. Why not have a piping hot cappuccino? Have a mug of chino and some wedges with sweet chili and sour cream at the Olivia. <laughs> but yeah, um, so you're at the Big Live. I was at the Big Live all the Liv. time, the whole whole the whole more weekend. or less. Yeah, I was came I came home and. Jacinta thought that a vagrant was trying to get into the house. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, I but yeah, I, I was there um for the welcome back slash engagement party of my dear friend, our dear friend Harley Schumann. Congratulations yeah, to Harley and Sam. Congrats, Samian. Harley. And um, and that was a wonderful occasion, <clears throat> which brought me into contact with many uh many don't praises, which was wonderful. Oh yeah. Uh, and had lots of conversations about the podcast. And even when I wasn't talking about the podcast, I found it difficult to find conversational topics because everyone there had heard me speaking for the last 70 weeks. Uh, <laughs> and basically basically anything I brought up, they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You said that already. It's like, oh, man, did you guys like hear a- about Will Smith? They're like, oh. Like again. a person with dementia that's forgotten all the conversations that they've had with their friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I did. I mean, I started talking about something, forgetting because it was, you know, 20 episodes ago that I had talked yeah. about it on the podcast and they were they were like, yeah, I'm aware of your opinion on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, we haven't really developed uh, on on mic characters with completely separate. Mm, uh, that's what like- I said. I needed to quarantine certain topics and areas that <laughs> I wouldn't. It's a bit too close to what yeah. I actually. I mean, it's yeah, not just like close. We were- it is what I like to talk about in real life. So. And somebody said to me, which I think was quite insightful, they said, I don't think uh, that you would have had as much of an easy time or it would have been more difficult for you to have made the podcast if Al was living in Melbourne because you'd presumably be seeing each other several times a week. You'd be having all of these off-mic conversations and then by the time you came to record, it would be like, Remember that funny conversation we had about this? Let's try and reconstruct it for the podcast, which we don't have to do quite as much. Even though we do communicate outside the podcast, it's not quite as like, and also we're living quite different lives day to day, which I think helps us keep it fresh. Yeah. So that was a wonderful, it was a really, really fun time. And I'm almost a bit sad to be back. I feel like I had a big messy hug with a bunch of lovely old friends for the weekend and then uh yeah and then and the other thing that we were talking about which maybe is something that uh that is worthy of the podcast is that before i left for adelaide i knew that i would see a lot a lot of people that i knew at this uh, party and just at the olivia generally over the course of the weekend and i was thinking about who else I would like to see whilst I was in Adelaide, which is always a difficult thing because I only had about, you know, as I say, 48 hours to play with and most of that was taken up. So to anyone who I didn't catch, I'm deeply sorry. But And and I love you and I'll see you next time. But I was on Facebook trying to remember who would not be at this party but who would still be somebody that that I'd love to see. And it's always a weird experience because, you know, it's like a people of Adelaide, people have kind of left and social groups have fragmented. And so you're trying to remember kind of who's from which part of your life and who's, who's still there. So the way I was doing that was by going back through previous events and in particular trying to find an event that I created on Facebook when I still lived in the UK and I was coming back to Adelaide and I was thinking, who's on that list? Because there'll 
then I can work out who might still be there. Yeah. Which was which ended up being quite a fun exercise because And that that would have been like 2012 that event. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, maybe even 2011 or 2010. And so it's a long time ago and you know there's this kind of treasure trove that I uncovered in the course of doing that on Facebook of all the events, past events that you create and then the event happens and then you just forget about it and you realize all of the little messages in the lead up to the event are still there and and all of the kind of event art and whatever get up that you created is still there and your own the way that you expressed yourself on Facebook 10 to 12 years ago is still there yes. which is kind of which is often it's cringy it's cringy in in a couple of cases not my events but other events that I was leafing through were kind of slightly un PC which is quite amusing <laughs> and uh because we were just naive, 20, 20, we were just naive, naughty kids. And yeah. then, uh, and, and, and so that was great. I mean, it's, you know, it was, it was, it's, it's a nostalgic experience. It also reminds you of naturally triggers lots of memories of particular times in your life. And then, then it leads you to look at kind of messenger exchanges from around that time. And you remember all these little fleeting friendships that you maybe forgot or crushes that you forgot about or whatever it might be. But uh, it, it also reminded me of one of my favorite things to do, which is to go into events like that, which I'm still the moderator of and, and just post as if the, the events still ongoing and, or it's just recently passed, which I don't know, like I find it, for some reason, I find it extremely funny, and and I don't think anyone else does. But I got I went into the housewarming this housewarming event that I set up when I had maybe been Mel in in Melbourne for about eighteen months or two years. So we're talking two thousand fourteen thereabouts, and I just set, sent a message saying thanks everyone for coming again. I really appreciate it. You know, it's like eight years on. <laughs> 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 and I just love to imagine the kind of deep confusion that that, that, that induces, uh, particularly, I mean, I've probably got like an ex-girlfriend who's, who's on that thread and like various people that I no longer see. And then, yeah. And, the, and then the, I mean, the, the one that you know, that I've talked to you about before is this, uh, it's not on Facebook, but it's a WhatsApp chat, which has a similar, you know, time specific purpose. We were in, I was in Japan in 2016 with, couple of friends shout out to Harley and John and we went to they went to this concert and I wasn't actually there but I was on the WhatsApp chat and uh, it was in Osaka and there was a bunch of friends of one of theirs who were also at the concert so they were in this group and the purpose of the group was like you know you go to the concert you you want to coordinate your movements over the course of the day because it was at a music festival so the messages were all like I'm I'm lining up for the toilets where you guys are where at the main stage or whatever, whatever. And then the day finished and then there was kind of no further use for this WhatsApp group. And then you know, maybe 18 months later, I discovered that I remembered this WhatsApp group. So I just sent a message saying, I'm lining up for the toilets. Where are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and just, I didn't, I don't think anyone said anything, but I just enjoyed seeing the blue ticks of everyone having... <laughs> of everyone having read it and then maybe another two years passed and I was like, man, this, uh, this, 
this band shit. I'm going to get a drink. Does anyone want anything or whatever? And then, <laughs> and then it was only at that point. So this is several years on that. And I probably had done this two or three times after that, to be honest, that suddenly somebody who was in the group, who was just this mutual friend who I didn't really know, left the group. And then a bunch of other people <laughs> left the group. And I realized that they had been kind of enduring these stupid jokes for about three or four years. And then they're all just like, oh, fuck off. And then, and then, so now it's just me and Harley and John, my friends in the group. And we, to this day, we will, if we haven't caught up in a bit, I'll just send a message saying, where are you guys? I'm at the main stage. So-and-so left group. <laughs> left group would be great to like put on a T-shirt. It's such a, it's such yeah. Such like an expression of our time. It is. And it carries with it this kind of often this slightly passive aggressive connotation as well. Yeah. Totally. (laughs) So (laughs) the other thing that you notice, of course, doing that is that the number of people on Facebook has contracted markedly. And it's almost as though there was some event, some cataclysmic event in the mid 2010s that all of the people who were under a certain age just started to clear out. Yeah. So now it's this kind of, there's all of this, there's this kind of legacy of a time when people were using Facebook as their main social media, which now seems, suddenly seems very dated. I mean, Facebook is so, it's so funny. I think I mentioned to you in, when you mentioned to me in the week that you're going through all of these old events and Mm. talking about how Facebook has gone through different cycles. And I guess we're coming up to 20, we're getting, I feel like we're getting close to 20 years of Mm. social media because I remember having a MySpace page in the early Mm. aughts. Mm. And so it's got to be coming up close to 20 years. And it's interesting watching the cycles of, because obviously social media is such a new thing. Yeah. It's interesting how we started on MySpace. Yeah. And then I remember that. MySpace I, was how I first met a lot of people in the Adelaide drum and bass community. It was big for people connecting in that world. And yeah, it okay. Mu- it was big for music and people that were interested in music. Mm-hmm. But there were still a lot of people that I knew who weren't on MySpace. And then I mm-hmm. remember when Facebook came along, suddenly like everybody was on it. You could contact all of your friends on Facebook. Mm. Yeah. And then everybody, and for years, people were doing status updates and relationship status updates yeah. and pokes. People were poking and planking and all this, and they were. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. And that's a good good name for the like a like a retrospective coffee table book about Facebook <laughs> from pokes to planks. From pokes to planks, people posting all their events and their photographs, and then that all petered out. And every, yeah. and, and people just like I don't you know I only post now when I'm promoting the podcast or something yeah me to too do with my music career. Mm. But my parents' generation are right into it, so it's mm. a, it's this weird cyclical thing where. Yeah, when I was using Facebook when I was in my mid-20s, my parents yeah. went on it. No. And now I'm off on Insta mm. and my parents aren't. They're on Facebook and yep. then kids who are below us are all on TikTok. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of media articles now writing about the, about the fact that uh, I think it's the over 30s now is the fastest growing market share of TikTok users. Hmm. So wow. Everybody just sort of shifts through these platforms. Yeah, cycles yeah, yeah. through until they become chuggy. Yeah. Instagram's desperately trying to hold on to their uh users because mm. they think that they're gonna get they're gonna get done by 
TikTok. So we shall see. They're getting a bit more real, real and weird sort of random content based rather than people that you're following content based and yeah. just kind of static photos and shit. They're trying to transition to that kind of video ephemeral vid. Yeah. I'm going to go back to MySpace, I think. Yeah, go. It's still there. You can, mm. you can pop pop back on. You Fire can up use- my Geo- GeoCities page. <laughs> Okay, I've got – you tell me what you think. I've got three funny quick stories Yeah. or Batgirl. <laughs> Batgirl. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. I've got, I've got a line here that just says She-Hulk attorney at law and I was just going <laughs> to tee off on that. That's the literal fucking title. You can't even, you can't even satirize it anymore. Um, Let's, we'll do a quick Batgirl bit. How about that? Yeah, okay. So, this is from Action News. Of course, DPTM, all the don't praises out there will know that we are all over comic book universe movies. We we just, we love intellectual property. <laughs> we love intellectual property trends. We yeah. love universes. What a weird thing to love. <laughs> what a weird thing. <laughs> that would be funny, like start a podcast that's just about these fucking like Warner Brothers, Disney, intellectual property universes. Yeah. yeah. This week in Jumanji news, Jack Black's back for Jumanji 906. <laughs> um, so this yeah. is from Action News. Warner Brothers Axe's nearly completed $90 million Batgirl movie. Directors are <laughs> saddened and shocked. Oh, no. <laughs> so... Uh, so there was a Batgirl movie. Ninety million bucks. Ninety million dollars. Seven months in Scotland. It was filmed over. Wow. Uh, so it was going to be on HBO Max streaming, mm-hmm. and I had to look this up because I wanted to understand who owned the DC. So the DC universe is owned by Warner Brothers, but apparently there's some media conglomerate called Discovery, which recently took control of HBO, CNN, and Warner Brothers in a new okay. media giant streaming. So I guess that's why it was going to come out on on HBO Max. Mm. But uh, the studio decided that the nearly completed film didn't merit either a streaming or a theatrical release. <laughs> <laughs> so does that just mean it's dead? Yeah, completely dead. So Michael Keaton... Brendan Fraser. Oh, uh, the original Batman couldn't even save it. The original Batman couldn't. Mm. And fucking poor old Brendan Fraser can't catch a break, can he? The old Frey. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. It's true. He was supposed to be having a, a renaissance. Yeah. That's all down the toilet. Uh, <laughs> Leslie, I mean, you know, it, just can you just imagine... I don't think he could survive if, you know, next week we read that they, they'd they spent two years making Encino Man 2 and that just got <laughs> shelved as well. Paulie yeah, Shaw. No. Paulie I, Shaw and Brendan Fraser devastated that Encino Man Reloaded has been shelved because yeah. HBO was afraid that it would damage the Encino Man brand because <laughs> it was so poor, poorly made. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing that I ask myself when I hear this news. How bad <laughs> does that movie have to be for them to shelve it? 
I can't imagine how bad it would have to be because I think you've got you're going to speak in a minute about She-Hulk attorney at law which is <laughs> that's not a joke. And I sent you the trailer and yeah. I mean you couldn't you couldn't come up with anything worse. It's ju- it looks like a joke. And so so that's going to come out. But apparently 90 million dollars in 7 months in Scotland Mm. I, uh, and of course, everybody is saying this. Yeah, and it's funny actually. I thought maybe I kind of started thinking maybe it's a really clever ploy from HBO mm. Max. Everybody wants to see it now. Everybody wants to see the movie that's so bad. Yeah, that because everyone's asking. Look, all of these movies are terrible. Like that's yeah. given. Yeah, it'll get bums on seats. What do you and you know, that, I mean there are plenty of movies that haven't done that well. But why wouldn't you at least try to recoup your losses? Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. so this is so apparently apparently the reason that they shelved it is because they were concerned that it was going to damage the Batgirl brand. So this uh. again speaks to this intellectual property universe world mm. thing that we que- that we keep talking about John where mm. films are no longer self-contained pieces of art yeah. but they are p- a tiny part of this long game that the studios are playing where you buy the intellectual property to let's yeah. say the comic book universe yeah. and then your your job is to like try and extract as much value out of that but over years so it's not yeah, just a yeah, batgirl yeah. movie you need Batgirl to be a popular thing for like yeah. f- for the rest of time. And yeah. So they were they obviously had plans for Batgirl. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming because it's probably a way to get girls more interested in this this in universe the, in this world. Yeah. Batman's sort of fairly brooding and boyish, I guess. Yeah. Mm. And so they looked at this and whatever the fuck was going on. They said, no, nah, we need, we can't have Batgirl <laughs> being a joke. Batgirl <laughs> needs yeah. to be, it needs to be something that we can use for years and years and years to, to, yeah. get, to get girls into the world, to get them into the universe, to get them buying Batgirl merch, yeah. putting yeah. on Batgirl makeup, Maybelline Batgirl collab partnership. We exactly. need that. But we need a Batgirl training bra for everybody. Nobody's going to buy a Batgirl <laughs> training bra if we put out this dog of a film. Leslie, you fuck this. <laughs> well, this is kind of what amuses me about it and, and it interests me is that there's so much kind of big business about these things now and so much is a kind of set piece. You know, it's like they don't take any chances. That's the whole fucking point. So yeah. you get you get somebody in who's an expert at writing formulaic films and you get somebody else in who's an expert at directing formulaic films and they produce something which is a surefire winner. And then if anyone has any kind of fruity ideas about taking it in a more subversive direction, then that just gets shit canned at the get go, I imagine. So it's still it's surprising that there's kind of it's kind of gives me hope that there's still some scope to fuck these things up and uh, <laughs> and for them to say, no, that's not at all what we had in mind. Uh, I can't believe that we've we've put all of these safety rails in place <laughs> to basically to, to bleed this medium of any spontaneity and yet 
we're still able to surprise ourselves with failure occasionally. <laughs> Apparently, they took it to uh, to test audiences, and it got thirty out of a hundred. So, <laughs> like that's I, there's probably like a number at which they they've decided that if, yeah. if anything gets below this number, yeah, then it doesn't, and then it doesn't come out. Although. Although it's it's possible that if this was a different character or perhaps a more established universe character who mm. had some runs on the board, mm. like, I don't know, Batman, they'd be like, well, we can't really fuck Batman. Like, nobody's – okay, we make one shit Batman film. Who the fuck cares? Yeah. Like, yeah. put it out. It- Whereas Batgirl, I guess, is the first Batgirl movie in a while. So, they're trying yeah. to really launch Batgirl. It's true. Yeah. It's, cra- it's crazy, though, to think that, like, it's completely unheard of it would be completely unheard of in the 80s or 90s to spend that amount of time and money on a film. Mm. And then, like, there'd be a board meeting where somebody's going to stand up and go, oh, I'm a bit concerned this is going to, like, damage the universe. People are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Get this <laughs> film out and make the money back now. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It costs $90 like- million. Dollars. We spent seven <laughs> months in freezing cold, rainy Scotland. <laughs> The, the other recent example of a failure, which they obviously went to uh, market with, was Morbius, the Jared Leto um, superhero film. Oh yeah, which, which is also which which was released, but just had terrible reviews, and has become a kind of meme favorite yeah. because people are pretending that it's this wonderful film. And somebody, <laughs> uh, what I love is. There's a couple of things I love about that. One is that somebody posted a fake quote, which I think was attributed to Martin Scorsese, where he was saying <laughs> what a wonderful film it was. And then one of the <laughs> actors in the film or people responsible for the film took that to oh, be a genuine no. quote and posted it on their oh, no. on their Twitter and then had to take it down because they realised <laughs> it was just meant ironically. And then, and then Jared Leto... Being a good sport uh, is is in this viral video where he is somebody's filming him and then they approach him and he's reading he's trying to hide it but he's reading a script called Mor- Morbius Two It's Morbin Time right <laughs> so he's obviously thought my best my best way out of this is just to kind of lean into the lampoonery which is a good move really did you see also that the the studio saw that it was trending as a meme because mm. it was a kind of like so bad that it's good they were hoping that it was going to be a so bad that it's good kind of thing so right. they re they re-released it in cinemas for a to, to see what would happen oh wow because all that all the internet was going oh yeah this is fucking terrible and like fuck this film it's so bad and yeah were all the memes and so it was on everybody's mind mm. and then the studio looked at that and thought oh man maybe it's like a so bad it's good thing like let's re let's re so that yeah so they put it out again Fucking mm. no! No one saw it. <laughs> Sucked in. That's Nobody great. was interested in going and seeing it again. Um, just circling back to Batgirl for a moment. I just, I just yeah. wanted to read you a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of Leslie Grace's Instagram post, which I love. So Leslie Grace, <laughs> oh, no. Leslie oh. Grace played Batgirl. Yeah. Uh, and so here we've got Batgirl star Leslie Grace responds to cancelled movie on Instagram. Apparently also they'd written that the cast didn't know that it was not coming out until one of oh. those industry rags said, "Wow, yeah, this, this film's getting shelved. 
and like Michael Keaton and Brendan Fraser and Leslie just had to hear about that through the mm. media. But she's she's written Spanish. Dear family, Quiera familia. Thanks, Google Translate. On the heels of the recent news, okay, so my first thing is, what recent news, Leslie? Like, let's assume that I'm not following. What? Tell me, why are you telling me what the recent news is, Leslie? <laughs> this is recent news. Is it good news, Leslie? Is it good news? I'm so excited to hear, hear what's happening on the heels of the recent news. Uh, it's written on the heels of the recent news about our movie Batgirl. Yeah. I am... I am proud of the love, hard work, and intention of all our incredible cast and tireless crew put into this film over seven months in Scotland. Now, that, to me, just sounds like this film's about to come out, and it's going to be excellent. Listen to that. Listen to this as well. I feel blessed to have worked among absolute greats and forged relationships for a lifetime in the pro... This sounds like... I can't wait till this is coming out. Just (laughs) listen to Leslie. To every Batgirl fan... Thank you for the love and belief allowing me to take on the cape and become, as Bab said, I don't know who Babs is, my own damn damn hero. Hashtag Babs. Batgirl for life. Uh, sounds to, sounds to me like that's all. That's all. Glasses half full. I reckon. Sounds yeah. like th- this film is waiting to come out, and it's going to be <laughs> a big success. Uh, obviously, uh, Leslie is a very well crafted. Message from her PR team there, not mentioning at all that Leslie, you messed up real bad. And probably, <laughs> <laughs> probably Michael Keaton and Brenda are looking over their shoulders at you. Years in the industry, those two, and they're going. Yeah, exactly. They got their arms crossed. Especially Michael going off. Especially Michael it's multiplicity Keaton. all over again. I've do- I dug myself out of the wilderness for this. Michael Keaton has got his arms crossed and he was because he was watching back the rushes and he turned and he said, she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. She doesn't know how to make a Batman. Get her off now. We need to do a Back to the Future. And I know we're a few weeks in. We need to recast her at once. And they said, no, no, no. This is going to be an absolute smash. And they didn't bite the bullet like they did in Back to the Future. And yeah. now, And now it's... All gone real wrong. That's what, and that's what Leslie's post should have said. It should have said, "Guys, I'm real sorry. Messed <laughs> up real bad." <laughs> give me. You know what it should say? She should have posted. Just give me another shot. Just yeah. give me another shot. Give I me promise. another ninety mil, another seven months. And I swear to God, I'll do you proud. That's Maybe that's where said. this goes now. Just give it to Werner Herzog and he can spend another $200 million and five years making it into a, a kind of Baroque catastrophe film. Mm. Thank you. And I say, I for one, I say, I'm saying the official don't praise the machine yeah. statement. We're saying, hey, Hey, HBO. Hey, Warner Brothers. Hey, Discovery. Give Leslie another shot. Give her yeah. another seven. Give her another seven months. Yeah. In and put her in seven. Give her another seven months in Scotland. Give her yeah. another ninety million dollars because you know we all make mistakes, and I'm yeah. sure she she's learned 
from whatever she did that real goofed the whole movie. And she won't do it again. She promises. <laughs> Quick shout out to the cast of the upcoming Disney Plus series, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. So, so is this is this a series or was, I thought it was a film? Is it a series? I think it's a series. Uh, oh let me just God. double check that. She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Me, 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 me. Yeah, because it's got a, it's it's got a trailer and everything. But it just if you look it up on IMDb, it says it's a series commencing oh, in twenty twenty two. It did look like it didn't have. I was kind of shocked because it didn't have movie production values. It did look mm. fairly cheap. Yeah. So I, I think I, I sent you this trailer because I said, I said this is like we couldn't even write these as jokes anymore. Yeah. And shout out to my brother Tom. He sent it to the DPTM account knowing that it was like throwing chum to a shark. We couldn't resist it. And then, and then you didn't have time to answer it, but Colin – Passed it on to you, our producer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Your brother's been trying to get in touch again, John. Yeah, yeah. He's just uh, he's just rent seeking. Just keep him at bay, Colin. That's part of your job. <laughs> um, <laughs> so tell us about She-Hulk attorney at law. That sounds like something I definitely want to watch. Well, what I love about it is that it's it's it, the very title of the film renders parody of this trend almost impossible i mean <laughs> i can't imagine I, I remember watching 30 rock for example and you know one of the things they would do in this sort of the the one of the sort of self-deprecating subplots of the show was that they were always premiering these terrible tv series on nbc and you know they'd have kind of absurd titles and like you know they would <laughs> game shows or series or whatever and there was a particular plot line where Alec Baldwin was trying to Alec Baldwin was trying to tank the network by deliberately <laughs> putting on terrible shows and a, a title like She-Hulk Attorney at Law would have, <laughs> would have fit right into that joke like it's like what the fuck are you doing but yeah apparently apparently it's about uh it's got Mark Ruffalo in it, which is which just makes me sad because I like Mark. Uh, me too. He always seems like a decent human being, but um, but he's you know he's got bills to pay. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's not his fault that he's not being offered Hamlet. Um, <laughs> and the plot of the film, plot of the TV series, as I understand it, is that she's a thirty-something accomplished lawyer just trying to make her way, have it all. The mm. classic. Uh, classic dilemma of somebody who's very accomplished but you know a little bit uh a little bit stressed at work and maybe their personal life's not where they want it to be and that is against the backdrop of her having superpowers because she's the sister of the hulk and she has oh, the she's same the sister of the hulk i think so and she has the same capacity to become green and large yeah. when she's enraged because <laughs> was because is hulkism genetic 
I guess it must be. Yeah, we'll have to watch the film. I'm sorry, the, the I'm sorry ma'am, to your children. Your son has been born with Hulkism. He's been, he'll become very green and large if he gets angry. <laughs> um, and <laughs> so it's, it's about, um, it's about, it's, it's, I guess it's what, what confuses me is that a movie about She-Hulk could only possibly be aimed at children or tweens in a world that makes any sense. But, yeah. But yet it has these evidently adult themes of balancing your different facets of your life, your work-life balance, which I don't, I can't imagine children getting that exer- exercised about really. Um, let me see. Tatiana Maslany as Jennifer Walters or She-Hulk. She uh, specializes in cases involving superhumans. Oh. And her cousin is Bruce Banner. I'm sorry, not her brother. Right. Uh, and she gets accidentally cross-contaminated with his blood. So she becomes a six foot seven, powerful green-hued version of herself. Um, and she doesn't want those abilities. She just wants to keep being a lawyer, but she has to accept her calling as a She-Hulk. So we look forward to that. <laughs> so she, when she, so if she gets, if she becomes upset in her work as a lawyer, yeah, she guess. hulks up. Yeah, that would be quite unhelpful. Uh, particularly in modern litigation, there's more of an emphasis on mediation and de-escalating the conflicts. <laughs> and also, you would you would want to mask your emotions. Like if every time that you yeah. got really really upset, that was physically mm. obvious to everybody. That would be inconvenient. Mm. Especially as in, especially in law, if like if you were really riling up your opposition and they just turn and they hulked up, you'd go, yeah, getting them, yeah, you, I'm you mad, bro, skin. you mad, bro. <laughs> I'd be hulked up all fucking day. I tell you what, <laughs> <laughs> you would, every single suit of yours would be ripped to shreds. <laughs> you'd come home all hulked up, and Jacinta would be like. This is just every day, every yeah. single day. I just yeah. want one day where you come home and I know you're in an okay mood because you're not all green and large. Yeah. <laughs> so we look forward very much to the release of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Thanks everybody so much for tuning in episode number 71 at Don't Praise the Machine. It's been so, 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 so much fun with myself, Alexander Horton, as always. I'm here with my number one Prince of Podcast, who's going to be the one that's the name of my man, my man's name of Chocolooka. It's got to be the one called Chocolooka. We can't wait to see you next week for episode number 72. I'm going to be bringing it really, 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 really to you. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next week at the podcast.